Hello, everybody. Welcome to the I Disagree podcast. I'm Jordan Coburn. And I'm Steve Shustick. Hello! Whoa. Oh, my God. We can talk at the same time now because we upgraded our audio. Whoa! Wow, let's do it. Let's just talk oh, about just babbling and it doesn't even matter. Episode. Like, you can hear both oh, of our voices wow. at the same Love time. Love it. Yes. Yes! <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Uh, we were, yeah, we have the equipment that we need now, and we are recording from a safe distance apart from each other, and it's good to see your face in the flesh, Steve. Isn't this fun? It's isn't, fun. Isn't this delightful? It's just, it's just me, Jordan, Coco, and a, and a, and a, and a, and little, a glass, a, a nice bourbon. A little this tasty taste, as Steve calls it. We're mm. hanging out. We are. We're truly hanging out. Finally. Truly. How's those sweaty hands doing over there on the other side? Just dripping. Me too. Dripping. <laughs> hey, let's shake hands and see if they can hear oh the god. moisture. Oh god! Oh god! Oh my god! I, I faked the sound effect of my voice, but there was a legitimate squish. Oh when- my god! What is wrong with us? That is fucking gross. Anyways, uh, we are. Uh-oh. You're kind of on a short leash here. That's Uh-oh. the only problem. Sorry. Uh, but we are ready to start everyone we first off have to give a shout out to our new patrons we got a lot of new patrons and we're super stoked on that thank you so much everybody we love that and remember if you are a five dollar patron or higher you get to submit warm-up topics which we will get to later in the show that is uh that ours <laughs> that is the smaller warm-up topics for debate that aren't as consequential as our main event topic necessarily i don't know some people may argue that you know if farting is okay, uh, is more important than policy on abortion. But that's everyone's decision to make on their own. Mm -hmm. We're not here to make that call, really. But first, we have to get... Well, how are you, Steve? I'm I'm quite well. Thank you for asking. Cool. How are you? I'm good, yeah. Now that we've got the formalities out of the way, let's get started. <laughs> All right. <Sorry. laughs> no, no, it's perfect. Yeah, but like Jordan was saying, uh, big shout outs to our new patrons. I hope I'm pronouncing your names correctly. Molly Rafferty, Dan Basnet, Jamie Vines, and Dan Higginbotham of the Shropshire Roundabout. Yay! Yes, we had to make fun of how English your name is, Dan. Yeah, House Hogwarts. <laughs> Hogwarts. <laughs> Oh, God, that's a muggle name if I've ever heard one. <laughs> Dan Higginbotham. Um, I've never read the books. I don't know what a muggle Neither is. Neither have I. Oh, great. All I've right. never read a single Harry Potter. That's how pervasive it is that we're able to just get by seemingly making uh-huh. sensical yeah, references. I, we're making references on a thing we've never seen. God knows. And we're about to do that at the end of the yes, show for a main event topic, too. <laughs> so. Spoiler. <laughs> We will definitely be talking about more films that neither one of us have ever seen. But have strong opinions yeah. on. <laughs> All right. Before that, though, we have to get into our first segment, I Disagree Mail. So this first Disagree Mail comes from a listener, Robin Rene. And Robin says, Hi, Jordan and Steve. I've had it on my mind to write you to share some info on nudism after your conversation about it a couple shows ago. Ooh. I just had a beautiful day at my favorite beach today, which motivated me to finally reach out. I've been going to Gunnison Beach in New Jersey for a couple decades now, literally half my life at this point. I love the freedom of swimming and sunbathing nude, as well as other opportunities for nude recreation like camping, clothing optional resorts, and the like. The main focus of of nudism is having the opportunity to be natural and carefree, body freedom and acceptance, and just to enjoy friendly recreation. Nudists start pretending not to have sexual feelings. Of course we have sexual thoughts and feelings and notice when we see someone we like. 
What people not used to nude recreation may not fathom is that when nudity is normalized, the automatic link that no clothes equals sex dissipates. Mm. It really just isn't the priority for most in that environment. So the immediate leap to sexual thoughts, feelings, or actions that some people imagine really aren't so much a thing. Everyone is just enjoying the day, talking, reading, swimming, playing volleyball, etc. It's quite normal to say hi and strike up a conversation. A different type of appreciation of bodies emerges for many of us that is more about appreciation of the range of people of all ages, shapes, and sizes. You got opinions? Robin. And sizes feeling comfortable and at ease. Many people with inhibition, shame, and the body image issues find the experiencing a nude or clothing optional environment is incredibly therapeutic. Most people with fears around it are surprised surprised pretty quickly to find that it's no big deal those who stay hyper focused on ogling everybody that they think are the hottest people on the beach and those who are repulsed by seeing or interacting with people they don't find sexually attractive <laughs> are likely to find that a nudist space is just not for them i think that's a very fair thing to say <laughs> i could say a lot more about nudist culture the microcultures you might encounter within it and the variations between places and organizations but this is basically it i hope you find this helpful and i really enjoy your show Yay! Well, thank you, Robin. Thank you so much, Robin. Also, I met Robin at one of our live shows. Oh, really? So you can answer, because I have a question already. Oh, okay. Because the name... Well, if it's sexualizing, Robin, I refuse to answer. Well, it's not sexualizing, Robin, per se, but... The... Also, I don't even know how Robin would feel about that. She's so sex positive. Maybe okay, Robin so, would so, feel so, fine so about So Robin that. is a she. That was going to be my well, question. Well, I was just going to say, actually, I cannot... I mean... I know what I would guess, but I can't say with certainty what Robin's preferred gender pronouns are. Okay. Um, but going out on a limb, I would say she. Okay. Yes. Because that was my question, too, because Robin is one of those names like Jesse or Pat. It's like, huh, that could go either way. I have no idea. Yes. And so that's where, Robin, again... Robin is a beautiful person, if uh, that answers anything. <laughs> well, the, the, only, <laughs> the only reason I'm, I'm curious about that is because of her comment about... Uh, uh, Basically, people aren't there just to see naked people. And I'm like, well, that's probably true for most nudist women. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think you're telling the truth, Robin. And I think some of the men going to that beach with you are not telling you the truth. But, but Steve, you just <laughs> got to get in the mindset. You've got to live the nudist life to see if you can unperv your brain for five seconds to see if you feel differently. May, well, I mean, no, I mean, I, I've been to a couple and like you get over it after five minutes and you're like, oh my God, I'm naked. Everybody's naked. You kind of get over it. But then yeah. the second- <laughs> your eyes get all big like they just did just now for the first five minutes for the first five minutes yes and then you kind of you get settled in you're just at the beach and it's whatever you know but that's until like a stunner walks by and you're like oh yeah everybody's fucking naked i can see her vagina and she's a 10 can you how does she walk <laughs> you can see her vagina <laughs> well i see enough. just like a big old okay, cowboy fine, her, with some her... giant fucking like stirrups <laughs> well, I, I see her labia <laughs> majorum is that what it's called yeah i, I honestly i don't know yeah, i was get the... not paying attention in eighth grade health class the the, the week they spent on that it's the, the 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 female genitalia no, is it's a lot a of different parts it's a labia minora and a labia majora isn't every, that cute I, everyone, I know it sounds like an like a astrological constellation in my pussy <laughs> <laughs> if you see right there it's the labia minora um labia minora also sounds like a very jewish thing i know i was gonna say <laughs> Which is a joke that you know has had to have been made a million times, and I should have foreseen that. Uh, But yes, I uh, (laughs) 
Okay, so you're saying you could you could be cool, you could keep it cool until a good puss walks by, and then you'd have some issues. Well, no, I'm gonna keep it cool 100 either way. It's like <laughs> I, like I said in the whichever episode it is that we talked about this is like yeah, you see you see a hot naked girl, like you know, take a peek out the corner of your eye, appreciate it internally, but don't be like, oh, I'm just screaming at the mic now. <laughs> I like looking you know, down, just, like just be cool. Flip. It's just like when you see a hot girl at a bar. You know, I mean, I guess. Some people go, oh, hey, you're hot. And I, you know, but you just kind of appreciate it. I mean, yeah. that's why I feel, you know, we may have such jaded opinions of it is you do it yourself. And I experience it firsthand, the creepiness of right, men. Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah. Then that, that's absolutely true, too. But the, yeah. the, the problem is, like, one one girl's uh, creepiness is, is another girl's uh, stud. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, don't, don't yuck your cum or whatever, however that saying goes. I don't know. I'm not familiar with the saying, but I like that. Don't <laughs> yuck your cum, folks, at home, if you're listening. There will be no cum yucking. Cum yucking. <laughs> Yum cuckers. <laughs> I mean cum yuckers. <laughs> we're all... We're hanging out. Uh, thank you, Robin. I, okay, I think I... Uh, I really appreciate that perspective, though, honestly, because I don't have any nudist friends. I don't have any friends that truly live that life and live it consistently and, like, actually embody that. So that's a very helpful insight and that is a very helpful disagree mail yeah yeah i do have some questions about the men though like when the, some of the activities she describes it's like oh you're just hanging out you know at a day at the beach just doing your thing and you just happen to be naked and like i'm just under, uh, curious how like sports works if you have a dick and balls you know <laughs> Like, I, mean, I couldn't imagine just running around, like, playing volleyball with my dick, like, just flopping Did your around. dad not teach you growing up? Isn't that what dads do? Yeah, he, he said, tuck that shit, Steve. Yeah, tuck that shit <laughs> yeah, when we're playing that. catch. Yes. <laughs> Put that away. <laughs> we're going into the front yard. It is essential that you tuck your dick inside your legs, <laughs> which is totally fine. Exactly. <laughs> which is completely fine. Either way, that's a perfect expression of anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know what I mean, though? Like, just everything flopping around. Yeah, trying to do sports with just blah, 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 flopping and flopping. Sure, sure, sure. No, I, I guess, agree. I guess you guys have the same I, difficulty. I have uh-huh. that problem. <laughs> I my boobs are the size of four dicks. Right. <laughs> I have. That's what. That's what the. Oh. That's what double D stands for. It's two D's for each boob, four dicks. Wow. <laughs> So you have like by I think the standard issue North American penis is six inches. And that means your boobs are 24. twelve inches each. Ah, okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's not get crazy. <laughs> All right. Okay. I can still see my hips, not for long. My ribs gone. <laughs> so really, like just the practicality of nudism. Yeah. Unless you're just suntanning, I get it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But otherwise, so, like, if you were to go to a nude beach, you should really wear, like, a sports bra and was bottomless. If I was going to, like, engage in activity, I would be like, hey, I'm really sorry to be off brand here, but I need to wear a bra. A (laughs) sports bra. Yeah. (laughs) I would need, like, I need a certain kind of suspender, some sort of, like, duct tape X. I can, some sort of, like, post apocalyptic outfit to just keep my boobs in while still remaining semi naked. Right. Yeah, I think that's what I would need. And then that way everything would be fine. But no, truly, like, doing gymnastics, thank God I didn't get boobs until I quit gymnastics. But there were some women that girls that I did gymnastics with that had fucking huge tits. Mm hmm. 
in watching them run down the runway, like there's this one Nitsa. I know she doesn't listen to the podcast. Anyone that knows her though, fucking knows what I'm talking about. Nitsa would run down the runway, and her boobs were so big they were just like, like relatively. I mean, we're, uh-huh. all, we're all like fucking twigs. So uh-huh. she had like B cups, but they were like smacking. They were coming up to her chin, like it was just so uncomfortable looking. And if I were to go to a nudist beach, I would I would be there to fucking chill. Uh-huh. I think. Yeah, so you you would go fully nude. You just went and engage in activities. You just Prob- hang out in the chair, no. lay on your towel, maybe take a dip. Yeah, unless yeah. the activity was like standing on all fours like a cow or something, <laughs> <laughs> I would probably, I'd probably something very passive in nature, and then maybe everyone could like, I don't know, what what game do you play with that? Pin the tail on my nips, something, <laughs> some, some something that's fun for everyone, but. Yeah, it would uh, it would be definitely not ideal for me to play sports, but that sounds great, and I love the idea of people being able to come together and be naked, not literally, or maybe literally come together, but you know what I mean, and then everyone can just, like, exist as, I love that, I love that on principle so much, if anybody, also, if anyone is a male-identifying nudist, or if you know one, we'd love to hear their perspective, if only so that Steve can know such a person exists, which I believe they do. Because I believe not all men are trash. (laughs) (laughs) With your lies. I love how dedicated Steve is to this this idea that men are complete garbage. It's not even garbage. (laughs) I'm not garbage, but it's not like I'm going to act like I didn't see a nice tit. Like, come on. Come on, guys. I think that's Robin's point, though. It's like, of course, that's like part of your thoughts. But then when it's not so hypersexualized and combined with repression and all this shit, you know, your first thought isn't like, oh, God, must fuck. And then you're like, right. Well, yeah, I think I think that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Thank you, Robin. Thanks, Robin. Thank you for that. Yes. Thank you for listening. Um, Okay, Our next disagree mail and final one for this segment comes from Anonymous. Hi, Jordan and Steve. Well, here is what may be a surprising disagree mail. Jordan, Adele should wear her hair and bikini design any way she likes. I am a progressive person of color. I know a lot of BIPOC and why activists don't share this view. Uh, I pronounce that weird. I know a lot of BIPOC and white activists don't share this view, but I also know I am far from alone. We are not a monolith. I believe in exploration, expression, and self-actualization rather than the current anti-appropriation party line. Mm. I think Steve's coming in his pants. I want to live. <laughs> <laughs> I want to live in a world where people are free to wear what feels good to them and to explore cultures as they are inspired. I spent a lot of my childhood and young adulthood being ostracized for dressing and being different than people thought was okay when I was only trying to be myself. Now I feel a similar pressure from activists I care about and I see the pressure put on others. I experience it as misplaced policing and I wish I was never, uh, wait, and I wish never to put another person through the kind of pain that can come from such strident disapproval. This said... I also disagree with Steve's dismissive who gives a shit attitude. <laughs> I totally see the importance of cum retracted. I totally see the importance of doing... Sorry, it always has to be about cum for you, Steve. <laughs> That's, I'm really pigeonholing you there. Um, I totally see the importance of doing the work for a deeper understanding of the styles and cultures for which you have an affinity and in supporting and uplifting the originators. If something is not a celebration but a mockery, that's not cool. I think we all agree on that. Mm -hmm. But if you're really feeling something and wear it with sincerity, go for it, I say. Blending and remixing is an important way we can grow as cultures and as individuals. 
I understand the desire to create safe spaces for those of us who have been and are exploited, but I would 100% rather live in a world where people explore, blend cultures, speak honestly, and live authentically where I might at some point see or hear something that makes me uncomfortable than to live in a world where everyone stays in their lane so everyone can be safe, in quotes. Mm-hmm. I don't feel safe in this current political climate. I feel stifled in my expression in certain circles and afraid I'll stray too far and be canceled simply for trying to live my full live in my fullness. I don't want that for any of us. I truly hope our activist communities come back from this well-intended overreach sooner than later. Damn. Mm. That was a really, really good disagreement. That was terrific. Holy shit. Do you want to go first on that one? I mean, I have nothing but like, I just really appreciate that, especially, I know you weren't like, or maybe you were just in a nice way, kind of like calling, call, I, I feel a bit called out on the monolith thing just in general because that's totally something i fall into Mm -hmm. coco's borking at steve (laughs) what i don't have any more treats coco's coco's got opinions too you know (laughs) get on in here everyone who's listening coco is my dog and uh steve is here oh there we go there we go (laughs) one second so yeah i i think i definitely as a white person that wants to never be contributing to the wrong side of history i think there's a lot of people like me that would agree with this we definitely fall in to putting people of color into boxes that have uh not that we necessarily believe everyone has the same beliefs that's obviously like not the case Mm -hmm. but i think that it's really common for me to err on the side of the opinions that are saying hey this is this offends me this is bad this Mm -hmm. is not good for for like us in society right so so i just tend to defer judgment to like that opinion which 100 percent winds up inadvertently buying into this idea of black people in this case being a monolith which is not the case and i definitely think that this poster emailer did a really good job of of being super fair and like yeah, it's just a great example of a disagree mail. Super good points, I think, that are addressed to both of us. What do you think? No, I thought it was perfect. And what I like about it is, is this person, uh, presumably, according to their email, they're from the left. But I would consider this person like <laughs> old school liberal. You know what I mean? The old school kind of liberal, like actually like capital L liberalism. You know, believing in like liberty and in equal rights and equal opportunity and and things like that. And I think a lot of the the progressive left has been taken over by this 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 woke idea, which in many ways is almost indistinguishable from white supremacy. Like I, we we've talked about that in past episodes. It's like who said this? Was it a white supremacist or a super woke person? You know that that uh that episode of uh. What was the show you were telling me about? Right, I don't remember, but I know what you're talking about. Right. So, so yeah, yeah, basically, like, oh, uh, oh, yeah, I don't remember, but, but this idea that the things, like, you wind up trying to not be racist so much that you wind up right. sounding incredibly racist. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and like t- to me, the idea is at least the the idea behind America is that you know we're we're all just Americans you know what i mean like you're just, we, we're individuals living our own lives and all that racial and other shit is is really irrelevant 
And I know we haven't necessarily gotten to that point in society yet, but I think originally everybody agreed that that was the end goal. And I feel like not everybody agrees that that's the goal anymore. People don't want to get to a post-racial society where it's just like, ah, your skin color is just as irrelevant as your hair color or how tall you are, you know? Like, to me, that's that's where I want to get to, and we're supposed to be a melting pot, you know? Like, I want to be able to eat Ethiopian food and Italian food and, and listen to music from African Americans and also, like, shit from China, you know? And, like, that's what America... <laughs> shit from China. <laughs> well, I, I couldn't think of an example. Oh, that reminds me, too. Nobody called me out on this. Oh, great. <laughs> Nobody... I was using an example on the episode where you're talking about this, and I was like, yeah, there's an example of that, that white girl who, who wore... Or a, a, a gi to her prom and everybody gave her shit about it and it's like no it wasn't a gi a gi is what you wear to fight in karate it was a kimono oh oh wow <laughs> nobody corrected but either way same point applies it's like yeah some white girl thought it was a kimono it was a pretty dress and right. wore it to her prom and caught shit about it i also heard a similar example of a little girl who was i think couldn't have been older than like eight or nine who was dressed up as a geisha mm-hmm and then she really wanted to be that, and her parents did that and let her do that. And then they got shit on super hard <laughs> on the internet for letting her do that. Just... And yeah, I mean, I think this the the I, the concept of a melting pot versus a mixing bowl is one that I don't really know if the jury is like made its decision on that or what the jury even looks like. I mean, the whole point of anonymous is you know email in the beginning is like not ever we're not going to come we're probably not going to come to an agreement on that right but like it's it is interesting because some people you say melting pot and it's like fuck you mm. i'm not assimilating y'all take everything from my fucking culture that's me being uh gender neutral you called me out <laughs> on twitter saying y'all was cultural appropriation <laughs> um, but and then and then other and, and, you know, it's, like, this concept of a mixing bowl where people, like, retain their identities more stringently, I guess, and then uh, cohabitate with mm. one another. That's more preferable to some people. But then, like, in Anonymous's email, it's, like, blending. They specifically use the word blending, you know? So mm-hmm. when, you think, when you think about, like, I don't want to put words in Anonymous's mouth, but when I think of melting pot, blending seems to go in with that idea, too. So you think of, like, what do, what, what do people... I don't know. What? Well, how? I don't know. I don't. What do you do? What do? What do we? I don't know. That's the thing. As a white person, I'm just like, well. Well, that, see, that's the thing. All I know is when we talk about melting pots versus mixing bowls, typically I own the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> like as far as far as socioeconomics go, like that's the privilege of like whiteness in this society. So when it comes to having an opinion on that specifically, it's very. It's it. I don't. I don't know. Uh, well. I don't know. I haven't really thought of it in terms of a mixing bowl versus a melting pot, but the way you described both would would seem fine to me. It's just as long as individuals are making their own decisions and doing what they want to do and being respectful. Like if if you want to, if if you're from, I don't know, fictional country somewhere, and you, <laughs> so sure. so I can't offend anybody. I know. Right? Yeah. Good call. <laughs> And you move to America, and you want to retain all your cultural traditions and style of dress and all that that's fine too just don't don't interfere with other people doing their own thing too yes. you know yes and that's the thing is that like people are starting to get to like well you can't do that says who mm-hmm. you know what i mean says who we're all americans you can wear whatever you want and i mean to to the um to o- the op yeah to the to the op's point i mean 
yeah if you're doing it as a mockery then then you're an asshole like nobody thinks that's cool mm-hmm. but if you're not trying to mock someone mm-hmm. like just relax and I, I will make one caveat i don't trust white dudes with dreadlocks <laughs> That's it. He pulls away from the mic. <laughs> that's my last, that's Steve's last comment on the subject. Um, yeah, I think that's, I mean, definitely, I have to say this uh-huh. confession. Okay. In college, in college, mm. in the middle of ethnic studies classes, mm. in the middle of peak awareness, allegedly. <laughs> you mean for you? Yes. Okay. I was like, I want to get dreadlocks. Uh-huh. Like, the hippie white dreadlock shit. It's amazing how, like, how big a rift can be in your brain, you know, when it comes to, like, things that you stylistically are pulled towards. Uh And then, I mean, now, like, personally, for me, that's just super fucking cringe to me now. And I would not do that. I agree, but I don't think it's cringe for the same reason you think it's cringe. Yeah. I just think it's cringe because it looks, generally looks bad on white people. Sure. It's just not a good look. Yeah. Uh, I think that you think it's cringe because cultural preparation, though. True? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. See, I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about that. Right. Well, Unless you were trying to it. mock people from, <laughs> yeah. Jordan, <laughs> take those dreads out of your hair this instant. <laughs> yes. Um. This was a wonderful I Disagree Mail segment. This is exactly what we were hoping for in this segment. Yeah, Thank that was you. awesome. Thank you, Robin. Thank, thank you, Anonymous. Anonymous. Yeah, this is, this is fucking great. Uh, everybody, if you want to send in your Disagree Mails, please, please, please do so. You can email us at theidisagreepodcast at gmail.com, or you can send it through Twitter at theidisagreepod. Or you could also, if you're a patron... Do it on our Facebook group, the I Disagroupies, mm-hmm. which is uh, a perk for anyone that signs up to be a patron. You can do that at patreon.com slash I Disagree Podcast. All right. That was a great fucking first segment, everybody. Uh, I think we're ready to move on to our next segment. It's when the arguing starts. <laughs> Yay! The warm up. So welcome to the warm up segment. And this is the segment where you, the listener, can submit topics for us to riff and raff about. So, so if you're at the $5 tier or above on Patreon, you too can submit warm-up topics for us. Our first one comes from a new patron all the way from the Shropshire Roundabout in East Middlesworth, Dan Higginbotham. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Yay. best name ever. It really is. It re- I have to also say this too. Dan is the boyfriend of my best fucking friend uh taylor so shout out to taylor yeah i don't know taylor we haven't even talked about this really what your opinion is on taking last names or if you guys are getting married but taylor (laughs) higginbotham yes that's exactly what i'm talking about okay anyways (laughs) so mr higginbotham asks uh when you're in a public restroom sit or hover shit oh do you have an answer well i know what the correct answer is okay well, based on who's asking, like your mom versus, I don't know. Well, just but but my own personal uh, code of ethics, hygiene, sure. and ethics. morality. Uh, butt ethics. Okay. <laughs> my own butt butt ethics. Yes. I would I would do what uh, another loyal listener, Eric Mickelson, recommends is using the butt gasket, as he calls it. <laughs> Are you familiar with the butt gaskets? No. Have you heard it called that? No. So those, and uh, back in college, we also called those blumpkin bibs. Blumpkin <laughs> bibs. Are you familiar with Blumpkin's no, Bibs or but that's any of the like? That's a perfect name. 
Well, wait to hear the explanation first. Oh, my God. Well, the bibs is just perfect. <laughs> but, yes, I'd love to hear it. So a blump. So what we're talking about are those those uh, uh, toilet seat liners, those paper toilet seat liners you, get, you can get in public restrooms to sit on. And we called those Blumpkin bibs back in the day. Cause if, do you know what a Blumpkin is? No. Nope. Is a it blump- a pumpkin that starts with a blump? Sadly, no. All right. A Blumpkin is when a... Uh, you're getting head and taking a dump at the same time. Oh my <laughs> God! Of course, that was created in college, wasn't it? Yes, that's what I said. Yes. Jesus. So the Blumpkin bib is uh, you're supposed to take the toilet liner and put it around the blowjob giver's neck as a splash guard. Like at Joe's Crab Shack. Exactly like at Joe's Crab Shack. You're probably exactly. also giving them crabs. Yes. God, I hate college. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that we're mature adults, <laughs> but I, I would say to Dan, I, I mean, I, I I choose neither sit or hover shit. I use the uh, Blumpkin the, bib. the Blumpkin bib or the butt gasket, as sure, Eric sure. calls it. Okay, here's the thing, though, Steve, you have sweaty hands. Uh, the ass is. Do the you same. also yes. have? Okay, same and it for me. It bleeds through the butt exactly. gasket. Exactly. Yes, sticks to your it ass. Bleeds yes. through. Uh, that's exactly what I'm saying. I never do the Blumpkin bibs because it's like, I'll sit down mm-hmm. with the fucking bib and then I stand up and, and it's like, it oh great, yeah. I'm peeling it off my ass. If it's not, even even if my ass isn't sweaty, it will still be moist from the last person who hover shitted mm-hmm. and then got their shit on the toilet seat. Mm-hmm. Either way, I'm peeling Blumpkin bib off my ass. But you got to look at it like this, Jordan. So your ass is so sweaty. Mine too. This isn't a judgment. Our ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take another little bourbon yes, too. Yes, thank yes, you. Yes, yes. Uh, our ass is so sweaty that when you sit down on the butt gasket, it gets so wet that the bus ga- butt gasket <laughs> sticks to your butt. Now, imagine <laughs> if the butt gasket wasn't there. That means all that moisture from your ass is going directly to the toilet seat. And if it can soak up butt gasket paper, what else can it soak up <laughs> directly off a toilet seat? Oh, God. Th- this is what I proposed to you, so. Okay, okay. Well, you know, you're right. It's probably a better alternative than not is the point that you're making, I think. Right? Um, okay, so let's do this. Butt gaskets removed. Sure. That's not an option. Sure. You have to either sit <laughs> directly on the, the, the porcelain or hover. Sit or hover. Okay. I mean, it uh, honestly, it depends on if I had a leg day recently. Because have you ever tried to hover shit when you're sore? I've never tried to hover shit. Ever? I'm a, bus- I'm a butt gasket man through and through. Wow. But what? Wow. That's crazy. Okay. So, Although there is Asian style. Are you familiar with Asian style? I'm not, and I'm afraid to hear. Well, this is true. <laughs> I don't know if it's all. For your, for your own good, I'm afraid to hear. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's. All of Asia, but you got to keep in mind. I'm sure it's not. <laughs> the Chinese in particular. You got to think, we've only been shitting for for what, 200 something years since 1776? <laughs> like, we're relatively new to the game of shitting. <laughs> 1776, that's they've, when we started. They've pooping. got dynasties of shitting. Exactly. <laughs> Going back centuries. And they have developed a technique that is amazing. So, what uh, they do, they neither hover nor sit. They actually. <laughs> Uh, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like crouching on top of the oh, toilet. Yeah. They do it in France also. Is that is Well, that... wait, if I'm imagining what you're imagining, but please continue. So <laughs> you would actually put your two feet on the toilet seat. Oh. So you're 
essentially standing on the toilet seat and then you sit down in that position. So you're like a almost fetal position, but upright with your feet on the toilet seat and your, your butthole directly hovering over the target. Sounds tender. I tell you, let me tell you this. I tried it one time. Best, best way. Best shit of my life. Right. That's the whole premise of the squatty potty. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. I. <laughs> yeah. 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 Such <laughs> enthusiasm. I know. Shitting is no joke. It is imperative to get a good shitting regimen, ritual, what have you. <laughs> but yes, I when I went to France once, they when I went to France once, because um, it was once, I was in a public bathroom and... I walk into the public bathroom, having not seen anything in a public bathroom other than just like a prison toilet and um, jail toilet. <laughs> I've never been to prison, but I have been to jail. <laughs> so there's. Pretty sure it's the same toilet. I think so, probably same contract, all run by Dick Cheney. I'm sure <laughs> in some way, but but uh, but so there's big toilet. <laughs> yeah, there's a uh, there's this toilet. It's not even a toilet. It's a porcelain hole in the ground, essentially. <laughs> And there's railings at a 45 degree angle on either side. And I walk in and I'm like, what the fuck is this? There's no instructions on how to shit in this this land is, this, toilet. This is in a private stall or just like It's a- in a private stall. Okay, okay. It's like you turn the corner, you're going into a stall. I'm expecting a toilet and the French do me dirty. And there's just like, <laughs> well. it's, it's, just, it's essentially... I mean, it really just looks like a porcelain shower, like a uh-huh. like the base of a shower. Basically, there's no bowl. Is my point. Where does the? How do you? Where does the? Right. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> so like the presumption, I guess, upon like going out and talking to my mom was like, you're supposed to put your butt towards the wall. You grab the railings and you kind of shimmy yourself down into a squat. And then you like brace like you're fucking. You that know, sounds awesome. Yeah, and you like you brace yourself for a shit basically, and then you're just automatically in this squatting position that results in this like perfect public shit wow. that just goes right into the porcelain bottom. I'll tell you this, France. I got some things to say <laughs> about you later in the podcast and your 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 ethics and morals, but uh, it sounds like you guys have really nailed down shitting. So right. tip of the cap. There's also bidet. That's French too. I think it is. Uh, have you ever used one? I've yep. never enjoyed it, but I what? know I know I love it. You've what? I know I love it. What? <laughs> you've never enjoyed it, but you know you love it. Yeah. I I, oh, you've I, never, I get, yeah, I've never I've never done it. Got it, got it, got it. Okay. Yeah. I yes. mean, I, I the concept to right. me like is that's a that's a no miss. Yeah. I mean, Steve, you got to get out of Georgia. Mm. <laughs> we don't even have enough water pressure to flush the toilets normally in California. Yeah. That's another goddamn thing. <laughs> have you ever been to another state and flushed the toilet and watched your turd immediately disappear? Oh, but in California, you take a good shit, you got to flush the toilet two or three times. Tell me I'm lying. That's what sustainability looks like, Steve. <laughs> Why? Because do I have to flush three times to do the same thing? No, you flush once and you f- also have patience. <laughs> that's that's the thing. You have patience and you have faith that if you walk out of that bathroom, Bathroom in 15 seconds time that shit will be down the toilet no 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 no. i'm not talking about I'm, I'm, okay so you're talking about number twos oh yeah i'm talking about i mean yeah i'm talking about number twos number one i don't even flush half the time whatever it's a waste what? of water if it's yellow let it mellow if it's brown flush it down that's I, the rule i say what i'm actually with you on that <laughs> 
you don't really need to like if there's multiple peas in there it's like ah we're getting a little bit we're sure. mixing it up a little bit too much sure, here. i sure, might sure. flush it but right especially if it's like the day after a party or something oh. it's like we're all dehydrated right. let's it's let's, let's have a little orange. self-awareness like, right, get out of here <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but brown it is basically brown it, you, you you can ask my girlfriend too she'll confirm <laughs> every morning when i take a dump i gotta flush it twice at least because the first one it doesn't get it all down. It gets half of it down, and then you just have brown, smelly water sitting in the What bowl. do you eat? <sighs> That's a good question. I mean, burritos? Try California switching, Fair? Try, try switching to a vegan diet for a week and see see how your morning flushes go. So, you, you, so like, you, you think if, if I was just eating vegan, like, it'd just be one flush, clean water comes back. Honestly, you actually might have more of an issue. Yeah, see? <laughs> I feel like when you turn vegan, you shit, like, five times as much. But when you do shit, it's not like block shits. No, I'm talking about it doesn't matter. It's almost if it's a block shit, it's better because that's one solid mass. That yeah. It just it's either it's it's binary. It's either it's all gone yeah. or it didn't go at all. Yeah. But when it's just like when it's that poop soup, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you might get seventy five percent of it flushed, and the sure. other twenty five percent comes back. I gotta go again. Sure. I wish we could normalize talking about these things as much <laughs> as we, we do. <laughs> yeah. Because because it's like I mean, these really present serious issues. Like I'm kind of starting to see someone right now and what happens when that happens is you get all this shit shame mm. and like I fucking I've gone 48 whole hours without shitting just because like I can only pee if I turn on the faucet. Mm. It's a Pavlovian thing at this point. I literally, I, because I'm so insecure Is about it the them. the smell you're worried about? Mm, I mean, I guess that's, There's several that's solutions part of the problem. Well, no, the main problem is them hearing mm-hmm. that I'm peeing, even that I'm peeing. Eh. I know. The, the poop I get. <laughs> the pee you should have just embraced that. I really should. Yeah, the poop but, I can understand. But now I'm at a point where I'm so comfortable with this person, I can sit on the toilet, not have the faucet on, and I'll be talking to them like with my voice from the toilet. And I can't pee because my bladder is so shy. And then as soon as I turn on, I can verbalize, all right, I have to turn on the faucet to pee. Ha ha ha. We'll have a laugh about it <laughs> <laughs> as he's in the other room. And then and then I'll pee finally when the fucking water comes on. It's like, can we just normalize talking about shit? Literally. Anyways, do we got another warm up topic? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks, uh, Hickam Buffum. Yes. Uh, thank you, Dan. Yeah. Thank. Thank you. Also, Taylor and Cassie and that whole household that basically raised me the outside of my parents. Yeah. Poop it up, guys. <laughs> we have another one from uh, Catherine Jackson. This one is a little bit risque. Ooh. So take the risk of pregnancy out of the equation. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Come on her or in her? Oh, wow. This got dirty fast. I, I, take it up with Catherine Jackson. Wow, Catherine. Take it up with Catherine Jackson. Wow, Catherine. Fact, I'm so offended I'm not even going to answer that one. Jordan, <laughs> go. <laughs> All right. Well, for the sake of cleanup, obviously in, but that's depending. Uh, <laughs> oh, just 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 for to avoid mess? Yeah. Have you ever been, well, you don't know what this is like, but there are guys that will just go on you and then they'll just be like, all right, we're done. And then they just leave, and they don't clean you up. And it's like, hey. What do you mean they just leave? Hey, what do you think I am? A freaking sex maid they here? They do the old throw you the towel bit? No, not even <sighs> throw me the towel. 
or not even the throw me their used dirty underwear, which is one that I've grown used to, unfortunately, <laughs> just in general. But yeah, no, I have to say, <laughs> I know, dude. I fucking know. I thought I was an animal, but I'm listening to this is like, wow, I'm a gentleman. No, man. Everyone's cum manners are all fucked up. Man. I know. But yeah, no, I would say logistically, birth control inside, that's just the cleanest. Mm. Yeah. Also the riskiest, but I'm not averse we're, to we're, abortions. We're take, we're, we're, oh, yeah. Well, I think for the sake of this argument, we, we, let's take disease out of it, too. Disease and sure, pregnancy. Sure, she didn't sure, mention sure. it, but I think that's the implication. <laughs> okay, sure. This is purely for like, enjoyment. Yeah. Sure. Inside cleaner. Inside. It's practical. Right. It's not sexual. Right. It's strictly practical. Mm. What about for you? Outside all day. Interesting. And I'll tell you why. Yeah, please. Pornography. Okay. To, to me, that's how sex is. Sure. <laughs> Which is weird because that's not how sex is. That's not how wow. humans re- procreate. Have you ever thought about not watching pornography and untraining your brain? No. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, you thought I, about I, it. I, I, is that the most you've ever thought about it? Was yeah. that was to answer your question? Yes, I have thought about it just then. And yeah. <laughs> oh it my is God. too much though, but you you, you know what I mean? Because that's how every scene ends, and mm-hmm. I just to me that's way hotter. Like to me, coming inside is almost weird, and sure. like that's not how it's supposed to be. Interesting, because that's exactly how it's right. supposed to be. And I am actually thankful for the existence of pregnancy, so that I have an excuse. To not, you see what I'm saying? Oh, oh I would have totally, but you know, there's oh kids. Oh my god! So, here's a towel. You know, we're hanging out. This is so <laughs> funny. Oh my god! Everything's so upside down. It's upside down. I acknowledge it's upside down. I get it. It should be like in my brain. It should be way hotter. My brain should be training me to orgasm inside of women because sure. that's the entire point. Yes, is hopefully get somebody pregnant and continue the species steve i've been meaning to talk to you about this all right this is why you need jesus oh boy <laughs> oh boy what if what if i actually <laughs> i've seen the light literally i died came back it was jesus <laughs> and he told me tell steve to start coming, coming inside, inside women and procreating he's old he's fucking old you're 37 how yep. old are you 39 39 gross oh i'm, I'm gonna start nutting inside my girlfriend soon, sooner nutting yeah worst word yeah worst word ever are you guys gonna have a kid oh yeah hopefully oh my god <laughs> what if i could figure out how to nut inside of her oh my god <laughs> this was such a we horrible have to cut this part out i don't know but this was such a horrible beautiful way to find out that's something you're even considering you would have the smartest oh yeah that's 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 the whole point you would have the smartest cutest coolest fucking kid right oh my god oh yeah that's the whole point that's that's what we said at the beginning is, is like either either we're uh either we're like this is super serious and we're gonna like start a family or eh, we're just kind of fucking around hanging you know? out yeah or we're just hanging out but none of that like in the middle shit like sure. well, this is a relationship but it's not that serious we don't really know where it's going mm-hmm. we are exclusive but you know none of that it's either sure. it's either all in or we're just having fun. God, you know I, I love mean? to hear that. So. I love to hear that. Outside of the vulgarity, <laughs> this has been a beautiful moment that everyone has witnessed publicly. Yes. Everyone just has to know that Steve's girlfriend, Alex, is like the best. Yeah, she's the best. She's fucking awesome. Despite the fact that she chose to date me. I, I question her judgment sometimes. But Right. Not, but you know, I will, solid. I will say one of the reasons I chose you for this podcast is because Alex 
dates you. <laughs> I was like, it can't be that bad. Yeah, I was like, if Alex, if Alex chose to be with him, then that's got to mean something. And uh, it's true. You're great, Steve. Oh, thank you. You too. Totally. Start nutting inside Alex. So you you, you have a new uh, you have a new flame. Is, oh. there, is there no? Eh. <laughs> no, we're not. Well, I mean, we don't have to go there. It's a it's a it's a pilot light, you know. <laughs> so, okay, so yeah. it, it's still it's still external. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, all right, everybody. <laughs> this is this is a great this is a great transition into everybody. Uh, well, first off, thank you for your warm up topics. Um, we, uh, I mean, look, yeah, look, right? How how inconsequential was the last 15, 20 minutes of this podcast? It's great fun. Now we get into the real Ow. shit. <laughs> we get into the real shit when we've warmed up with grotesque. Uh, arguments and uh, okay we got some shit to talk about today so let's get into it the main event all right everybody welcome to the main event there has been some drama in the twitter sphere this week and on netflix Mm. that might be a huge clue to what Mm. we're talking about everybody there's a movie that netflix has released and it has caused the world to go fucking ape shit and that movie is cuties Mm -hmm. steve Mm. And you know, I I saw it, and, and frankly, I was disappointed. Not enough nudity. I know little oranges are ruined for me forever. By the way. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> so this actually, uh, Jamie Vines, who's who's a new patron, requested that we talk about this based off of a a, a recent tweet from our host Jordan Coburn. Mm-hmm. So. Yes. Would okay. you like to read the tweet? Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yes. Okay, so here's the thing. So I have not seen the movie, neither has Steve. That's Correct. what we were referencing Correct. at the beginning yes. of the episode in terms of having opinions on things we have not seen. But again, that's very on brand for this podcast, and as such, we will <laughs> continue. So here's, here's, here's what I tweeted. Because I saw a bunch of people on my Facebook feed just getting entirely worked up to an insane degree over this movie Cuties that was released, which is, if you don't know... Basically, I mean, I don't hear. You know what? Because I want to be f- completely fair here, I'm going to read the Wikipedia description of the movie, right? Because I think that's a that's a good fair place that we should all start. All right? <coughs> sure. All right. IMDb, by the way, 2.2 out of 10. It has a 2.2 out of 10 on IMDb. On Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 90%. Well, actually, this is interesting. Compare the uh, critic score to the to the user score on Rotten Tomatoes. Sure, I'm sure. I'm sure it's No, all. it's 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 like 87 versus 3. It's 90%. 90% versus 11% mm. audience score. So, to me, we'll, we'll get into it. Anyways, <laughs> okay. So, so here we go. This is the synopsis. Cuties. <clears throat> Sorry, my internet is slow. <laughs> All right, everybody. Hey, donate to Patreon. Help Jordan get a better internet plan so she can <laughs> load articles uh, quicker on her phone. All right, here's... Okay, seriously? Now this is just unprofessional. Okay, Cuties is a 2020 French coming-of-age comedy drama film. French. Written and directed by French Senegalese... Oh, God. Oh, no. My whiteness. Mamuna Dakore in her featured directorial debut. The film stars a bunch of names I'm going to fuck up. I'm so sorry. So, the point being, it is a coming-of-age film, and I won't say any more because I've read more about what it really is supposed to be, mm-hmm. uh, but 
basically it's a troop amy who is an 11 year old girl she joins this group of dancers named the cuties at school and the plot continues from there and and it is supposed to be and is a coming of age tale that incorporates what it's like growing up as a person that comes from a certain cultural background trying to integrate into a different cultural background Mm -hmm. steve right that's my understanding of the the film too is it's it's about uh it's based in france and the main character is uh like a muslim uh i guess immigrant to france mm-hmm. and she's is. she's yeah her family is and she's torn between the like the traditional islamic uh conservative culture and the wild and crazy uh french culture that's hypersexualized sure okay and so then there is this craziness that's been happening on social media in the wake of this film Mm -hmm. because there are some scenes that like highly sexualize young girls there's a scene that's gone around on facebook that people are sharing a lot right now which is like the dance scene or a dance scene and i've watched it steve's watched it we can go into it in detail (laughs) but people are freaking out about that scene because it is very like sexual it's sexual dancing it's so it it is and so i had the tweet lol y'all mad at netflix about cuties but vote for the president who said he'd fuck his own daughter lol Mm. and then that uh sparked apparently one of our patrons yeah, Jamie just asked us to to talk about that on the show, and I thought that was a good introduction for it. So I do want to ask you about that tweet too. So you you okay? Again, neither one of us have seen this film, but yeah. we've we've both. So I guess I'll go back to. We should do as patron content. We'll actually watch the film and then have another follow up discussion. That's the thing. I'm not watching that film, and oh. I originally planned on watching the film because the like the I guess the flyers were released like a month ago and it started a big controversy Mm -hmm. and a lot of the the what you're reading on social media a month ago was like uh look at the crazy uh conservatives freaking out this is just like that red starbucks coffee cup thing it's bullshit so i was like you know what i'm gonna reserve my judgment until the movie comes out then i'll watch it then i'll determine whether or not it's an overreaction or not Mm -hmm. then a week ago the movie dropped with the trailer and there's a couple clips going around online and after seeing those clips I don't need to see the movie. The conservatives and the Christians that were upset are 100% right. And I can't, it it boggles my mind that anybody's defending it. Okay, please expand. So the, the, and we've, we can all read like the the synopsis on, on Wikipedia or whatever. And a lot of false information is going around. So I don't know what's really in the movie and what's made up. Cause there's rumors that there's like exposed 11 year old breasts in there. Then there's people saying that's not true. So I don't know what's true and what's not. But I love I've, this because it's so easily like fixable. Just watch the fucking right, movie. <laughs> but here, I, I'm glad you said that. Cause here's the thing. I would rather not watch it and be wrong and then watch it and find out I was right. Steve, you know what I mean? I've, what what the- are you afraid of? sexually exploiting 11 year old girls the movie's already made it's like a vegetarian eating meat that's already dead <laughs> just fucking well by i mean by that logic then then why is child pornography illegal i understand why filming child no, pornography would be illegal that's a great counterpoint yeah. i don't believe that the film is child pornography i don't either i don't either based on what i've seen it is you could certainly call it softcore, though. I mean, they're it dressed is, uh, and dancing like strippers. So I watched the thing. Right. I watched that. I'm pretty sure the scene that I'm thinking of is the scene you're thinking of. 
Uh-huh. It is like a lengthy scene. With a lot of weird zooms and close-ups. A lot of zooms. They're making all the faces. They're like popping their butts. They're humping the ground. They, like, did, they did that that stripper move where they spread their legs and yeah, they take they their hand their and draw it up through their crotch yes. and then lick their fingers. That's yes. a st- I've been to strip clubs. That is a stripper yeah, move. Yeah, totally. Totally. Like, yeah. No, it is definitely incredibly highly sexualized. I guess what's like, what I don't understand is how people don't understand do you think Netflix or the director is like, let me make a movie about these tiny little sex children? That'll go over great. Obviously, there's something <clears throat> deeper going on in the theme. No, I, I, well, for Netflix, I think Netflix just doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. They just release movies that other people make, and then they're caught up in the controversy. And they, and here's the thing: a lot of people are canceling Netflix, and I totally would fucking cancel Netflix right now if it weren't for the fact that they got the rights to season three of Cobra Kai. I can't. (laughs) And you know that was by design. You know that was by design (laughs) because YouTube Red had Cobra Kai for season one and two. All of a sudden, Netflix releases what's borderline softcore child pornography. Everybody's freaking out, and then they drop season three of Cobra Kai and be like, hey, stick around. So, okay, fine. Netflix, you got me. I'm keeping my subscription, but I don't like it. Okay, but... So, sorry. Please, please, please. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where else leaving with that. Oh, Go perfect. Ahead. Okay, that's amazing. You, I stopped you as you were putting your finger up, and then you were like, I don't know where else I'm going. It's like, well, what were you doing with that finger? What it's just a habit. <laughs> I just put the finger up at the end just so people think I have more to say. Right. But but okay. So I hear you. I wa- like I said, I watched a scene too. It's very very uncomfortable to watch. Incredibly uncomfortable. Mm. Like I watched it and I was like, "Oh god." Like at the, at the very start and as it continued going, I was just like, "Oh uh-huh. god." Like That's the- a normal that's a right. that's a good reaction. Right. And it's like this is fucking horrible and like, "Oh god." And I think the point is for you to have that reaction. I get that. Right? So, like, art is provocative I get that. at times. And so you think about it, and it's like, I'm not willing, again, neither of us have seen the film yet, I'm not willing to shit on Netflix and shit on this director right off the bat because they had an edgy scene in their film. It's like your argument of, you know, you're basically condoning softcore child porn what how does that how does that differ from the argument of like well then we can't see movies that are depicting rape and murder do you also believe that that shouldn't exist great i'm I'm glad you asked that that's a great question here here's the difference so i think all child actors and actresses are to some extent exploited anyway i just think that's what it is but whatever i like seeing movies and you need all the characters exactly so whatever i agree that being said there are movies where the plot calls for a child to be murdered. Do <laughs> the they... plot calls for? Well, yeah, a child gets killed in the movie. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's just a funny way to say <laughs> but that. But you know what I'm saying? Sure. Do yeah. they actually murder the child? No. Right. There, 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 are, there are movies where a child is assaulted or beat up. Yeah. Do they actually beat mm. up and assault the child? Yeah. No. Now, in Cuties, again, we haven't seen the movie, but I've seen enough. I know that that scene that I saw in the trailer was actually filmed. And that means at some point there was a room with an adult and a child. And the conversation between that adult and that child had to have been something along the lines of, oh, now spread your legs a little bit more, honey. Yeah, now yeah. arch your back a little bit more. Yeah. That child, it, it, it's not simulating the exploitation yeah. of a child. It is exploiting, yeah. sexually exploiting a child. You could yeah. you could simulate murdering a child for the sake of a plot. I mean, they could have hired eighteen year olds that look young. They could have done CGI. Yeah. No, they got real eleven year old girls, 
That reminds me of what I was getting to when you asked about Netflix and the director. Mm-hmm. Netflix, I think they're just a corporation. They're releasing a movie, and mm-hmm. now they're caught up in drama. But I am very, very, very suspicious of the people that are actually involved in filming that movie. Mm-hmm. I understand there's artistic merit to it. Sure. And, and from what I understand, it's actually a well-made film. Mm-hmm. But there are scenes in that film that are just completely unacceptable to, like, yeah. any decent person. Right, like, right. You actually exploited that child. Right. You didn't simulate it. Right. And I think that's a really good point that you bring up. And I can't disagree with that because we know that Hollywood is verifiably disgusting. Right. Yeah. It is just entirely filled with predators. Uh-huh. And we know that that's not some QAnon conspiracy. That's true. So I can't really argue with you on that inclination to be skeptical of that. I do, however, think that it still just falls in the edgy category and it does not fall into the category of actual child exploitation i know that that's i feel this is a very hard topic for me i'm gonna be honest (laughs) i'm gonna be very honest here because that's the spirit of this podcast i have vaguely referenced this before i'm sure but like i was molested as a child Mm -hmm. As were a lot of kids. Mm-hmm. People don't talk about it. It makes them uncomfortable. People don't want to, like, think about that stuff. It's right. fucking creepy and horrible. Me watching that film, like, that trailer, that part of them dancing, took me to a place in my brain that was, like, akin to that time in my life. Mm-hmm. And, like, that should be something that makes me think, fuck that, fuck that, fuck that. Mm-hmm. And, like, I definitely did have that reaction. But... It's separating art from, like, an actual situation, which I know you're saying you are creating that situation even by filming and trying to recreate that situation. And so I get that, and it is very complicated. I guess that's what all this rambling is, is just me saying that I hear you. It's like, it is very hard, and it's very edgy. And it's, it's like, I think the flip side of this, though, is that these are themes that are very important to be, like, they need to be explored, Mm -hmm. you know? And so exploring them is a very edgy act in and of itself. Sure. But, I mean, okay, do do you think um, animal abuse is a topic that should be explored? I think all topics have the right to and should be explored. I do, too. Now, if I were to make a film to raise awareness about animal abuse... Would it be artistically appropriate for me to literally abuse an animal in well, the filming of it? Well, the only difference between that analogy, and I appreciate where you're going with that, because I think that is an almost good example. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> but, All right. <laughs> but could I have said that any more condescendingly? Yeah, we're <laughs> um, but, but I think... I strive for almost. <laughs> I think... What would make that a, a perfect analogy would be if there was also some mechanism of being able to, you know, explain to the pig, I don't know why you're abusing pigs, but hey, you know, we're going to hit you, but please just know it's not because we want to hit you. <laughs> Wait, my example actually, <laughs> And we're actually directing rage towards you. Like animals, animals don't have the same sentience, presumably, as humans. Oh, so an 11 year old can give consent now. I'm not saying an 11-year-old can give consent. This is where it gets tricky. But they weren't. So what they did, though, in a court of law, what they did, mm-hmm. I mean, that's an interesting topic. Had had you been, like, outside of a court, outside of a film uh-huh. set, and you were like, hey, I'm doing this thing for an art project, and I uh-huh. want you guys to dance like this, 
right it would not be okay uh-huh. that would be challenged in a court of law but uh-huh. but that would be the case strictly because there wasn't this whole industry that was behind it that gives it artistic oh, yeah. legitimacy uh, i totally agree yeah absolutely yeah. that's the only way they're able to get away with this shit oh it's art it's a film eat my ass well here's okay. the thing i saw that scene very sexual and if, if that scene had been filmed with adult women dressed and dancing that way uh that would be jerk off material mm-hmm. so thank god I'm not into little kids. Sure. I'm into adult women, but there's millions of people out there that are into little kids. I hate to say this. And you made jerk-off material for them with real little girls. Right. I hate to say this again. As a victim, as a child victim, I really hate to say this, but they're going to find that shit anyway. Yeah, but we don't need that to be shit, giving that, it to them. They're not they getting, need to go on the dark web. They're not and getting sneak their around. shit from Netflix. They shouldn't go on Netflix. They're not getting that shit from Netflix. That's like that's like lesbians exclusively watching Blue is the warmest color or whatever. Okay, fair that enough. Fucking, it's like that ass eating scene was epic. Exactly, but, but also very heteronormative. Right. I've, so, I've read some reviews from actual lesbians on that film. Exactly. It's like, we don't have sex like exactly. that. And I was like, well, that's really exactly. disappointing. And if we allow <laughs> child perverts the space to critique the film. They would say, hey, just so you guys know, kind of missed the mark on some stuff. (laughs) We don't like... Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) All right, listen. Oh, my God. What I'm saying... What what I'm saying... I I understand the artistic merit of it, and I feel like (laughs) you could have made the same movie without... Well, first of all, just from the scene I saw, just... The way the camera behaves is very <laughs> suspect. Sure. The zooms and sure. the focus. Sure. Is, it's not like, oh, we got some kids to, to dance weird and it's kind of over here and yeah. we're implying something. No, we're going to show the kids twerking. We're going to zoom in on their crotch. We're going to hold that shot for a long time. Yeah. This is, I don't, and it's it's this weird culture war, war thing too where I think people are digging in, like like your tweet, like, I think people are digging in because they saw, oh, all the raw, all the wrong people are against this. Yeah. Therefore, I need to be for it. It's like maybe, just maybe, the conservatives got this one right, and we should all be like, yeah, this right. is really fucked up. No, I get why you're, I get why you're saying that, and that's definitely something I was confronted with because actually the first person that I saw post the trailer is not somebody who's conservative. Right. That's yeah. Yeah. So it was, there's a lot of agreement on this. Exactly. Yeah. But. I will also say this. Similarly to us, it's all people who haven't seen the fucking movie. Right, but and so it's it's I've seen enough. You know what I mean? Sure, but it's yeah, I mean, I guess like Cuz here's okay, You here's know the what thing. the real problem is though? Sorry. You know, go ahead. The real problem is Hollywood. If Hollywood didn't already have this history of abuse towards children, then they would actually have a space where they could legitimately explore edgy topics in a way that was profound and meaningful that this film clearly I think we can all agree that's what I wish everyone could agree on this film director this female person of color film that's director that's probably was that's not trying to though. create child soft like soft child porn you know mm, I'm, so, I'm very very skeptical of well, the person that made this. this film let me read you this this is an op-ed that she wrote for WAPO Washington Post <laughs> if you don't read news 
if you count uh, that as democracy nice, dies in darkness guess, as sure. tools yeah those tools <laughs> you fucking idiot <laughs> okay so so this so this op-ed is titled i directed cuties this is what you need to know about modern girlhood this is the first two paragraphs I was at a community event in Paris a few years ago when a group of young girls came on the stage dressed and dancing in a very risque way. They were only 11 years old, and their performance was shocking. Curious to understand what was happening on that platform, I spent the next year and a half interviewing more than 100 10 and 11-year-old girls across the city. The result was my movie, Migones? I don't know how to say that. Or Cuties in English. Uh, or Migon, um, I wanted to make a film in the hope of starting a conversation about the sexualization of children. The movie has certainly started a debate, though not the one that I intended. Like, the the fact that a woman made this film uh, is... I've, that's a dodge. That's what they keep throwing out. Like, oh, women can't be sexual abusers. Women can't uh, exploit children bullshit i don't care who made the film i saw the clips and and it, again i haven't seen the whole film i just saw the clips but that being said if the entire rest of the movie was just a f- shot by shot remake of terminator 2 and then right in the middle they put that little two minute segment in there i would still have the same opinion it mm-hmm. could be the greatest movie of all time <laughs> but they still there was a room somewhere with adults and children yeah. and the adults were telling the children spread yeah. your legs more yeah touch your crotch lick your fingers yeah, yeah, yeah. bend over yeah. hey cameraman zoom in on her ass sure i, I don't care what message you're trying to, sure. to and i'm all for art i'm all for the freedom of speech i'm all for like edgy provocative shit yeah. but i'm not for legitimately exploit sexually because ex- uh, again children right. are exploited in hollywood period if you're yeah. in a movie yep. but sexually exploiting them get out of here yeah like i don't care if if ted cruz happens to be mad about it guess what ted cruz yeah. is right i mean i would be curious to know like what people they had on set to help guide the kids through this because i will say i will say you just said that child actors get exploited and they do 100 percent. but mm-hmm. i do or know uh my one of my taylor my best friend she was in the cat in the hat which is like a super random fact and she was with uh mike myers yes and Nuh-uh. so she was one of the things Nuh-uh. and so there's thing one and thing two right but there were actually four kids that did that job because there are child labor laws and uh-huh. there's, there's like all of these rules that they have in place to protect the kids who are yeah. like acting and there's all of these resources that they have like when i went on set there was like so many there, keep there, in mind, you're talking about hollywood this is a french film <laughs> and fuck france well they have they clearly have very different like sexual ethics than we do because I don't think other... I don't think this is quite as controversial in France as it is in the United okay. States. Okay. Well, I we don't know any of that. that. I could sure. be wrong about that. And I could be wrong assuming that what I'm about to say is true too. But we don't know what resources they had on set for the kids and families that were going through that too because I would imagine that if there's something that they're about to depict that is like triggering or intense or you know just fucking kind of crazy like this is that there would be maybe an on-site lcsw like counselor or like someone to talk through them with these things or or something like that it wouldn't just be like hey coming into work normal day you know you're just gonna fucking spread your legs today i would think there would be something else well even if there was that doesn't make any difference to me and i'm glad you brought up the parents too because unless they were lied to 
and told that their child was going to be in a film that was one thing and it turned out to be another thing unbeknownst to them, then they are just as culpable as the filmmakers themselves. You let your child get put in that. I don't care if there's an on-site counselor. How do you feel about having your legs spread in front of a camera? (laughs) She's 11. This isn't a conversation that should be taking place. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's ridiculous. And like, okay, so say they had all the, the protocol in place for child therapists to make sure that they're comfortable what's going on. First of all, I thought... 11-year-olds couldn't give consent, but we'll, we'll, we'll bypass that. Let's They're not they, getting fucked. I was going to get to that. So where, where is the line then? What if the film did call for like a striptease? I mean, there are films where like younger people, like, did you ever see Honey Boy, Shia LaBeouf's film that depicts his upbringing? Mm-mm. There's like a scene where he's like making out with someone. Like he's, the, the, the actor is definitely under 18 and the woman that's making out with him is definitely over 18. And so there are situations like that that happen in Hollywood a lot, actually, mm. I think. Maybe not a lot, really. Yeah, a lot of people but... have been, been bringing up, uh, what's that Scorsese movie with De Niro? and <laughs> All of them? Yeah, all, I'm sorry. What a stupid <laughs> fucking... Well, wait to narrow it down, Steve. Oh, you mean that's... Oh, the one with De Niro? No, you mean the one with DiCaprio? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the mob <laughs> one? Yeah. Jesus Christ. I think it's Taxi Driver, though, with Jodie Foster, and she oh, plays, yeah, like, yeah, a 12-year-old yeah. prostitute. Ta- yeah, for, wait, wait. Is that Taxi Driver? It's either that or Raging Bull. The one where De Niro has the mohawk. Yeah, that's Taxi Driver. Okay, so Taxi Wait, she's Dri- a prostitute? I thought she, like, worked for a political campaign or something, and then he, like, stalked her. It's been so long since I've seen that movie. Anyways. Any- well, she's... Whatever movie it is that I'm thinking about, Jodie Foster plays like a 12-year-old prostitute, and she's 12 at the time, and they got her dressed tarted up. And in retrospect, people are like, well, what about this? And like, you know what? That's kind of fucked up, too. Mm-hmm. You haven't proven any point. Yeah, that's kind of fucked up, too. That being said, Jodie Foster wasn't twerking for the camera. Mm-hmm. Scorsese wasn't zooming in on her fucking crotch. Mm-hmm. But still... Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's kind of fucked up, too. And Jodie Foster has given interviews about that after the fact and talked about how uncomfortable it made her Mm -hmm. as a 12-year-old. I just think this is all fucked up. And people are like... Yes, you're right. Right? Sorry. Yeah, Jordan just pulled it up on her phone. Yeah, see that? Like, she's 11 or 12 in that. And she got, like, you know, like the the midriff top and the the short Mm -hmm. short shirts and she's very tarted up with too much makeup. And it's like, whatever. You know, it's still, it's like, oh, that is an 11-year-old. It's that's that is already borderline, right? The but rea- had, had Scorsese been like, now bend over, twerk, put your hands between your legs, and I'm gonna zoom in on your crotch, and be like, what? Okay, you're. I can't even watch Goodfellas sure. anymore. I just think I guess like the debate part really comes in when that scene is supposed to be the most conversation provoking scene. You know, right. like it's not like it was some haphazardly thrown in scene where they're just like, let's just have them spread their legs and rub their vaginas. It was like, yeah. this is supposed to this is supposed to create this dialogue that is like, fuck. But the thing that really sucks, I think, for the director is this is a director who went through some, you know, life experiences that she felt connected to when she when it came to like making this film. And then she makes this film and obviously it's her going out on this insane branch And when she wanted the conversation to be like, you know, this is fucked up. This is a really fucked up thing that young girls are needing to grapple with in their heads. See this thing I just did? Isn't this really fucked up that other people are doing this to children? Yeah. Well, how? What? What do you think a fucking documentary is? 
Yeah, I understand, but this wasn't a documentary. This was scripted. But it's, it's not like they just showed up with the camera to film what's going yeah, on but in the it's world like, as an impartial bystander. They made this situation happen. But it's like a couple scenes, right? So this is like kind of One's a... One's too many. Sure. <laughs> sure. I mean, I guess that's that's the argument. And yeah. it's like, it, it would... I completely get where you're coming from. I haven't seen the film. You haven't seen the film. No, I'm, I'm not going to see the film, but are you going to see it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Steve, <laughs> as a molesty, I, I request that you watch the film. I'll, uh, <laughs> can I, well, play, here's, can here's, I pull here's that another, card? <laughs> you can. You can pull that card. But here, here's another reason I don't want to watch the film. It's because I don't want cuties in my search history i don't want that in my Come recommended on. on netflix i don't want to have friends over and i pull up netflix and have it the screen say since you watch cuties here's other movies you might like i don't want that shit anywhere near my and digital I'm fingerprint sh- i'm sure the recommended movies would be some other like biting commentary indie films it's not gonna be like maybe it's not gonna be like hey this uh, netflix also had this has this other movie where a <laughs> no, no, six-year-old no. gets taken that's into not what i'm like, saying <laughs> that's not what i'm saying <laughs> No, I'm not saying because I watch Cuties, Netflix is going to recommend more child porn for me. What I'm saying is just the fact that it will say on the screen, since you watch Cuties, I don't even want people to see that. I'm going on record now, folks. That ain't me. Okay. (laughs) This is what I'm asking people. Be be secure enough in your own Uh non-pedophilia to watch the movie and then make an opinion about everything. The other side of that, though, is it's like I feel like every time you watch that movie, you're contributing to the sexual exploitation of a child. I get why you're saying that because that's the same like logic that I use for a lot of the ways that I live my life. Mm-hmm. But in this instance, I disagree. Mm. <laughs> well, but this is a great <laughs> place to end it. I think we're probably not going to, I mean, we haven't until we've watched the film. We should. Yeah. I feel like I had one more thing to oh, say. Okay. About yes, it. please. By all I means. can't remember what it is. Oh, you, sorry. Do your thing. Okay. Well, my thing is thank you for listening. Everyone. <laughs> oh yeah. Thanks for yeah, listening. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, feel free to jump in, Steve, if you remember what you were going to say. No, nah, no, nah, I think but, we're done. Okay. But, but yeah, this is, I, I mean, I think we're going to get a lot of either agree mails or disagree mails with this because this was just such a massive thing. And it really is truly shocking. If you watch the scene, it is like shocking. And just keep I will in mind, give you it's that. real girls. It's real it's young girls. It's real young girls. It is shocking as fuck. It is like, holy fuck. I cannot believe they filmed this yeah I, I believe that yeah i personally feel that way so please don't <laughs> please don't take my opinion as thinking like that that i didn't have that reaction to it right but but yes uh please write us ah <sighs> so many places to write us um probably i mean whatever works for you floats your boat but you can email us at the i disagree podcast at gmail.com Hit us up on Twitter at the I Disagree Pod, and we would love, like, very much love to hear what you think. Um, yeah, you guys are the best. All the all the disagree mails and agree mails and everything, warm up topics you guys have been sending in have been terrific. Yeah, so keep up the good work. Yeah, seriously, it's been the best. You guys rock. You all rock. Gender neutral. And I don't have anything else to say for this episode. Oh, do you, I want to bring up this too? Uh, Eric Mickelson apparently contributed something for something <laughs> in regards to the pod. Okay. <laughs> um, and it wasn't real clear to me what that was, but I believe a donation was made on, uh, on our behalf, on our behalf Ooh. by Eric Mickelson Aww. for some comedy related oh, cool. uh, charity. That's dope. I don't have all the information on it, uh, but thank you, Eric. Yes, Eric. Thank you. Eric is fucking King patron at this point. <laughs> for not, sure. Yeah. Not to buy into patriarchy, but 
King Patron Eric. We Don't you think him and Claire should hook up? Okay. Well, All right. I feel like Eric is in another country first off, isn't he? That makes him exotic. Yeah, he's in Ireland. Exotic? Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, you know, we have talked once or twice on the other podcast that I'm no longer a part of, of uh, having a dating site set up. So maybe we can have an I disagree dating site set up. Oh, that would be fire. And then everybody <laughs> can start dating each other that disagrees fundamentally with one another, and we'll see how that goes. You know what? That's the world that we need to get to, where I people like can fucking come together. Again, literally. Um, yeah, remember we that was the, that was the episode with uh, Stephen English, and we decided that... Uh, we just need to, everybody needs to fuck everybody until yes. racism is just too confusing. Yes, you fuck it out of existence. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I want to hate you, but I'm not sure what you are, and it's all too complicated. So, ah, Precisely. Yeah. Only if that behooves you. <laughs> if you prefer to keep it all in the family, again, completely great and, tre- and fine and chill. Okay. Anyways. Well. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. Thank you, everybody. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.